He looks determined without being ruthless. Something heroic in his manner. There's a courage about him. Doesn't look like a killer. Comes across so calm. Acts like he has a dream. Full of passion. You don't trust me, huh? Well, you know why. I do. We're not supposed to trust anyone in our profession anyway. And welcome back to Asian Cinema Fusion. I am your host, Paul Martinez. And we had this one uh, episode that we're doing today that I wanted to do a couple weeks ago, but the uh, NFL season began. And I, I deal with a lot of stuff with fantasy football and running leagues and stuff. And so it took a little bit of my time and I, I wasn't able to get this out. Uh, but uh, now that the season's rolling, I, I could get back to the podcast. And what we're talking about today is the last five films that I screened at uh, this year's uh, New York Asian Film Festival. And uh, so, you know, we're going to go right into them. These were probably probably the best uh, group of films, or at least four of them are. And uh, you'll know what I mean in a little while. But let's start it off with Inu Yashiki, 2018 out of Japan, directed by. Shinsuke Sato, uh, he is known for Princess Blade, uh, Gantz, a very popular uh, science fiction uh, series, uh, Library Wars, and Bleach, which we'll be talking about uh, soon on this show. So uh, he, he's done a lot of stuff where he's taking, of course, as always, uh, you know, I have to get out the obligatory. This film is derived from a manga. <laughs> and uh, he's known for doing that. He's known for doing... Uh, Manga into live action films and quite well. Uh, the film is starring Noratake Kenashi, uh, who plays Ichiro Inuyashiki, uh, probably best known for Jusei Last Drop of Blood. Uh, he's an older actor. Takero Sato plays Hiro Shishigami, and you would probably best know him from the Roroni Kenshin trilogy. He plays Roroni Kenshin. And uh, he was also in a film called If Cats Disappeared from the World, which uh, made it run on a lot of film festivals over the last couple of years. And so you might have seen him in that. Uh, also starring Ayaka Miyoshi as Nayuki Ando, also from the Gantz films, uh, the Attack on Titan films, Full Metal Alchemist. Actually, no, I'm sorry. That was a mistake. Ayaka Miyoshi plays Mari in Yashiki. And uh, she's probably only really known for a small film to make called Leaving on the 15th of Spring. Actually, uh, Naoyuki Ando is played by Kanata Hango. And uh, he's the guy that's uh, in the Gans films and the Attack on Titan films from Metal Alchemist. So I apologize for that. And our tagline for this film, and if you're new to the podcast, uh, I always make up a tagline for every film we review. And most of them are pretty bad. Uh, every now and then, one of them is not so bad. So our tagline for this film is, you're never too old to be a hero. So what's this about? Well, a put-upon elderly man is struck by a meteor and soon finds that he has superhuman abilities. So as I said, I had to get out the obligatory films derived from a manga, like every film for Japan uh, seems to be right now. Uh, and you know, some have been better than others. Uh, but this one was one of the best I've seen. Uh, kudos to Hiroi. Hiroya Oku, 
who was the creator of this manga. And I love the concept here. Our hero is anything but, really. Uh, you know, he's someone who's abused at home as well as work. He gets no respect from anywhere, not even his own children. Uh, his one companion is a mangy stray dog that was with him when that fateful night occurred. Uh, he has every reason to hate the world and to make them all pay now that he has the means. But instead, he is steadfast in who he is, a doting father and husband and really a really good person. So, of course, when this happened to him, someone else was struck as well. And this young man has a different take on the world and is looking to change it in his own image. Thus, we have our conflict. Uh, the action scenes in this are excellent and on par with anything you see in the States. Uh, but that's not where this film really grabs me. It's in the performances of our two leads. Such polar opposites, yet really not so different. This is a very nuanced role, especially our antagonist. Uh, and uh, Takeru Sato, who plays him, really brings it home. And, you know, as I've said, there's a lot of action. There's also a lot of light, comedic aspects. There's some serious moments as well. You know, we find out our hero can cure people who are dying, who are sick. Um, he has that ability. And uh, we get some very tender felt moments as he's going around the hospitals uh, saving children. Uh, yet also, we had found out uh, early in the film that he himself uh, was given the news that he was dying. And so, I mean, this is just a lot of just really great elements that are brought uh, to this script. And it's just really, I, I think, one of the most finest written things I've seen in a while. And, you know, kudos to director Shinsuke Sato for really bringing it, you know, to light, you know, with live characters. And it's not easy to do. Um, he's more kind of like a cyborg, uh, both of them uh, have like uh, these cybernetic uh, elements to them. And, uh, you know, it's it's really just really done in a really, really strong way, really putting across a very powerful image, powerful message. And I really enjoyed this film. Um, you know, when I think of the term of summer blockbusters, this is what I imagine. Uh, this is something fun and exciting, but also well thought out. But it's not too heavy, nor is it mindless. I really hope there will be a sequel to this as I thoroughly enjoyed this film. And what's terrible is I almost skipped this at the New York Age of Film Festival. And I am so glad I did it. I'm giving this a 7 out of 10. And it is Inu Yashiki. Uh, check this out. If you're fans of, of manga and science fiction and stuff like that, um, I really think you'll enjoy this. On to our next film. Kun Pan. 2016 out of Thailand, directed by Konkyat Komsiri. He uh, directed a film which I saw many years at the film festival called The Gangster, which I have not been able to get a hold of, and I really enjoyed. And also Art of the Devil, parts two and three, um, one of my favorite series. Uh, so it's starring Ananda Everingham, who plays Kunpan. Uh, he was in a film called Shudder, a Thai film. Also, Red Eagle was kind of like a superheroish kind of film. And Dan Japong. Uh, he was in Vengeance of an Assassin, Born to Fight, the Unbok trilogy. He's been in a lot of big Thai, uh, Thai films over the years. And uh, the tagline for this film is The Magic of Justice. So, a cop 
during World War II was sent undercover to take out a band of violent criminals who were controlling an island and its people. So, okay, let's get into this. So, Subway Cinema for the last few years has been giving fans a secret screening. Not just at the New York Asian Film Festival, but their lesser-known old-school fest as well. And I've been in attendance to see such cult classics as Shogun Assassin, A Hero Never Dies, and Naked Killer. Now, these films are a bit campy, but are truly regarded as fan favorites and cult classics. This year, for a secret screening, we got Kung Pan. A film that almost no one in the audience ever heard of yet alone saw. This was no cult classic. No fan favorite. It was campy, all right. Now, you have to understand, as loyal attendees of the New York Asian Film Festival, me, myself, is at 10 years running. We have grown to trust the programmers enough to purchase a ticket to a film without knowing what it is. And for me, and for others, that trust was betrayed. This was not just nonsensical. And while it is the type of minus film I could see being screened at the festival, it is not secret screening worthy. And you know, the director was there, uh, but he had to leave. And I am glad the director of this film was unable to attend as he would have saw over 20 people, and yes, I was counting, who walked out of the theater midway through this film. Now, let me take a break from that to tell you more about the film itself, because we are reviewing films here. So our hero, sporting a fantastic mustache, uh, had some charisma for sure, and our baddies were downright despicable. And they gave us a good narrative for this. But the addition of some of the most absurd scenes ever recorded, plus some awful acting, not so much by the two leads I mentioned, but the rest of this cast, this really hampered my enjoyment of the film. Uh, the action scenes were fine. Nothing special other than the craziness of them. The inclusion of black magic was a very ambitious decision. And while it was not an abject failure, for me it just didn't hit its mark. Now look, I know this was made in the idea of being over the top and ridiculous, which could make it into a dirty pleasure. But for me, it really wasn't a pleasure at all. And I would hope in the future that the brilliant men and women for Subway Cinema decide to go back to giving us die-hard, old-school Asian film fans a treat as they have done in the past. And I realize it's impossible to make everyone happy. But most of the routine festival goers like myself expressed the same regret as I just did. Now, I will be there next year, as long as I am still among the living. And I will still attend the secret screening if it's on the schedule. I just hope that they remember just who this festival is for and give us, the loyal fans, something that is worthy of our trust. As for Kampan, well, if you enjoy the over-the-top, silly type of action film, you may like this, but it was definitely not my cup of tea. I gave this a 3.5 out of 10. And I'm really not going to say anything more about it. Okay, our next film, Respeto, 2017 out of Philippines. This was directed uh, by Trey Monteras. It was his feature film debut. 
uh, and it's starring Abra, who plays Hendrix. Um, he was in Cuba, the Azawine Chronicles Part 2, which I actually want to see. But Abra's really known as a rapper, uh, a Philippine rapper. He raps in English and in the Philippine uh, language. Also starring Dito De La Paz, who plays Doc. He was in Birdshot um, that we reviewed on here last year. He's also in a film called Nila Lang, which I did not see. And Looney, another rapper who plays Breezy G. This was his feature film debut, I believe. Um, and he's also a rapper uh, from Philippine uh, descent. Now, a tagline of this is, you can't get it until you earn it. A young aspiring rapper befriends an old poet after vandalizing his bookstore. So, when I first heard about this film, it was kind of described to me as like a Philippines battle rap movie. Kind of 8 Mile of Manila, if you will. Now, while I am a diehard fan of hip-hop, although I made I'm still more into the classics and the new stuff, still, this didn't really pique my interest. But I decided to give it a try. This was certainly a departure from the usual films I tend to screen at the festival and a departure from the very heavy lineup that I have been seeing uh you know, this year's festival. So I thought this might be fun, something different. And, you know, I, I decided let's go in this with, you know, eyes wide open and and see what we get. And I have to say, while this film was certainly inspired by 8 Mile, uh, it was much deeper than that. And that was a pleasant surprise. Uh, this was more of a coming of age film with a hip hop underlying theme. In my estimation, this made it something that Everyone, from the older to the younger guys like me who don't want to admit that we're old, <laughs> could relate to and thoroughly enjoy. Now, before the screening at the SVA Theater, we were treated to a live performance from the lead actor, Abra, as well as Mike Swift, who plays like the MC of the hotly contested rap battles in the film. And I have to say, I was blown away by their performances. Sometimes as Americans, we forget just how big the rap game has become around the world. And both men put on a great performance. I got a chance to speak to both of them after the show. Very humble young men um, who I think big things are coming for them in the future. And I, I am I am a, officially a fan uh, of both these men. Back to the film, though. I, I thought Dito De La Paz was just fantastic in his role as this grumpy elderly man who is disrespected by these young street kids as well as his own police officer's son. And, you know, Albert did okay for his first starring role. It wasn't perfect, but I see potential if he decides to give this part of his career more focus. But, really, he is a very good young music star, and I'm pretty sure, at least for now, that is where he's concentrating. Uh, the other cast members were okay, I guess. Nothing stood out, really. Um, we do get a twist in this film late, and we see our protagonist in peril, uh, to which leads him to some intense moments and while this came like almost out of nowhere it was welcomed and really added yet another edge to this film i mean again this film was just so much more than what advertised or at least what in my own brain i thought we were going to see one thing though is that this really isn't a film for non-filipinos and i'm going to explain why during the rap battle scenes we are given subtitles but if you know the world of rap it is heavily infused with double entendres, and we don't get many of those plain words without knowing the language, and the subtitles would never be able to relay that to us. 
So while I appreciated the flow from our performance, and they had, uh, especially Mike Swift, who doesn't really rap in the film, but uh, when he performed on stage, oh, guy's got tremendous flow. I uh, wish uh, he were able to uh, perform in the film, but Abba also was fantastic. And um, the, their flow was really, really, really on point. And although I was unable to fully connect with the lyrics the way I'm sure it was intended, I still really, really like this. And I really, really like this film. And I think you would too. Even if you're not a fan of rap, I don't think that's going to matter. I would watch this film even if you're not a fan of rap. Again, my only problem with this is, like I said, is that you're not going to be able to get the genius of their lyrics because you don't speak the language. Uh, but still, I think this is an excellent debut for Trey Monteras. I think it's an excellent debut for Abra. And, um, I, you know, well, it's not a debut, it's a, but it's his first starring role, I believe. And I, I see big things that these guys, you know, uh, continue on this path. Um, I'm definitely going to be looking out for the director, Mr. Monteras. I see what he does next because I thought this was a very uh, ambitious film and I thought he did a really good job with it. I give this film a six and a half out of ten. And uh, check this out, um, Respecto, uh, which, of course, means respect. These guys get it for this effort. Our next film, Buffalo Boys, 2018 out of Indonesia, directed by Mike uh, Willowan. This is his directorial debut. He was the producer of Headshot, which we reviewed on here uh, about a year ago. He was also... Uh, the co-producer of a very hot film in the theaters right now, Crazy Rich Asians. Uh, he's a co-producer of that film as well. Uh, starring Ariel Bayou, who plays Jamar. Uh, he was in Headshot, and he was in Crossroads 1-2 Jogger, which we reviewed a couple of uh, episodes ago. Uh, also starring Yossi Sudarso as Suo. Uh, really much more known as a TV actor. I don't know much of his film work. Also starring Pevita Pierce as Kiona, who was in a film called Lost in Love, as well as Five Centimeter. And Reina Busamaka, who plays Van Trak. Uh, he's an actor from the Netherlands. I really am unfamiliar with anything he's ever done, to be honest with you. Uh, but he's an actor from the Netherlands, and he plays our villain in this film. And uh, our tagline is, a spaghetti western, Indonesian style. So, what is this about? Well, a pair of brothers come back to their homeland to liberate their people and revenge their father's death. And as my tagline said, what we have here is an Asian spaghetti western. It's fun, tons of excitement, and a good story starring one of my new favorite actors in Ario Bayou. He is just tremendous here. Uh, the story revolving around some truly uh, abhorrent colonists in Indonesia. They kill and enslave whoever they want for their shady ventures. Well, now two young men who was saved by their uncle when their father stood up to this regime and was subsequently killed, are coming home. And we do get some love interest for our heroes, and they are talented as they are lovely. And all this adds up to one of the most enjoyable screenings I saw at this year's festival. Um, now, our antagonists were a bit campy and lacked much depth, but that was to be expected in this type of film. The good guys are ultra cool. The bad guys are evil. It's pretty black and white. I'm just one who kind of usually likes to see a little more realism to the villains. Um, you know, most people, even bad people, have motivations and experiences that make them who they are 
and explains why they do some of the things they do. And I always appreciate when that is delved to, uh, you know, in film. And it wasn't in this film, but I mean, still, like I said, it's not that type of film. And um, what this type of film was, was a film that's just a lot of fun. Uh, you know, I really enjoyed the cinematography here as well as the visuals throughout. This is truly a top-notch production from Indonesia which has slowly been making strides uh, in the cinema industry. And really, they're coming on. I mean, you know, films like The Raid and uh, Headshot, which were nonstop action films. And uh, those were a lot of fun, um, not very deep. And this was not the deepest film either, but I felt this, Buffalo Boys, was a much better rounded film and truly a great viewing experience. And I said, I, I thought the acting, especially from Aria Bayou, was, was pretty damn good. And, you know, again, a lot of colorful villains, which, which always helps. And, you know, the whole, you know, set of cowboys, the Buffalo Boys, because, you know, that's what's in this town is Buffaloes. It's, you know, it's cute stuff. And it definitely looks like there could be a sequel. And I'm really hoping there's a sequel to this. I'm really hoping there's a sequel to this because um, it was just so much fun. A couple people, uh, well, I saw it with one person, actually, and she thoroughly enjoyed this film um it was her favorite film of the festival she thought as in her words it was great so yeah this is a lot of fun uh, buffalo boys is definitely a film um i don't know what kind of release it's gonna get i don't know if there's anything that we're gonna see on netflix or not but i would keep my eyes out for this this is something i definitely think is a hidden gem and which is why um it's in that, uh, you know, it's uh, being talked about here so glowingly. I give Buffalo Boys an 8 out of 10. Uh, check this film out. It is really fun. All right. Our last film, and it is the last film I screened at this year's festival, is By Bust, 2018 from the Philippines, directed by Eric Mati, who, of course, did On the Job that we reviewed on here a few shows ago, Honor Thy Father, a Seclusion, which I really, really want to see. Uh, starring Ann Curtis, who plays Nina Madigan. Uh, she was in Secret Affair, uh, Babe, I Love You. She was in Sid and Aya, Not a Love Story, which did play at the festival, but was one of the films I did not see. Also starring Brandon Vera, who plays Rico Yako. And um, he's a, if you don't know, MMA. He is a big-time MMA star, heavyweight. He is the one championship heavyweight champion right now he has performed in ufc i believe he held a title in ufc at one point um he's had a very good career as mma and now here he is uh trying his hand at acting and you know based on one film i think he's got a future right now i'll tell you that uh also starring noni bien camino i believe i'm saying that right if not i apologize who plays detective alvarez uh he was in a film called the assassins and Arjo Atade, who plays Biggie Chen. Uh, Arjo, much more known as a TV actor than a film actor. Uh, he's been in a lot of uh, uh, television shows in the Philippines. And so uh, someone familiar with uh, you know Philippines TV shows would probably definitely recognize him. He's been in a lot of stuff. And our, our tagline for this film is, What Could Go Wrong? So, a rookie cop joins a task force trying to lure a drug lord out so that he may be brought to justice. But when it all goes bad, they must fight the dealers as well as the public for their lives. So, Director Monty, who was there at this year's festival, has stated that this film will not be as layered or deep story-wise as on the job. 
And let's be honest, it wasn't. Um, what it was was a two-hour fight. I, I really like how Monty addressed the people of this small neighborhood who were tired of being in the crossfire of criminals and cops and decide they want them all out of there. This was a different route than I've seen taken, and it lent a lot to the narrative. But outside of that, it was pretty cookie-cutter storyline-wise. Now, let's talk about what I like, and that starts with Anne Curtis. This has been talked about everywhere, um, how this was a totally different role than anything she's done before, but I need to say it again, and that is because of how well she excelled at it. She had the moxie and screen presence of a veteran action star. And that just goes to show another level of this amazing, talented woman. Uh, Brandon Vera was here in his feature film debut, as I said. And, you know, you say, well, what can you really expect from an MMA fighter in his first role? Well, I'm sure you did expect to see what you did or will when you watch this film. He was very good, and I would love to see him again in more films. I found him engaging, believable, charismatic, as well as he was kick-ass. In fact, uh, you know, in this film, there was quite a few good performances. Arjo Atade, as the main villain, stands on my mind. He was really uh, flamboyant in a good way. Uh, you know, sometimes these over-the-top villains are a bit too campy for my taste, and he was campy, but yet... I found it almost believable. I thought he did a really good job of being flamboyant without being silly. Uh, I, I just thought he did a great job with the villain. Uh, really, there's just a lot of good acting in this. And considering that there wasn't a lot of scenes put in the film where I feel an actor can really strut their stuff. Now, I also enjoy the soundtrack and the cinematography. Uh, the setting in this enclosed village of huts, basically. And it would be very hard to get a feel of what that environment was like. But it was done quite well. And you felt the, the claustrophobic nature of being trapped in this city of death. Uh, really, you really felt it. You, you felt it. I did. Um, now... Now, what didn't I love? Well, for one, I felt this went on a bit too long. Maybe 15 to 20 minutes too long. And there was a ton of action and fight scenes, but there's not a lot of great fight scenes. And I understand that Miss Curtis is not a fighter, but Mr. Vera is. And I felt we got to see him start his stuff here and there. And when he was allowed to, it was great. But I felt they held his fighting skills on the screen, I felt they held it back a little and didn't really let him go full bore, at least to me. As well, the story, you know, it did rack, you know, I said this before, it did lack any real depth. Um, even the revelations that came in the film were for the most part obvious. I didn't have that wow factor. But let me stop here and say, before I go any further, that I really liked this film and I would watch it again. Uh, but, of course, you know, I'm reviewing and I am a tough reviewer, so I do point out its shortcomings. But in the end, Bybust is a wild ride and action lovers are going to be happy with it. But for some reason, I don't know why, I really enjoyed um, some of the other action films that we saw here from the Philippines a little more than this one. But I'm not taking away from Bybust. Bybust was a very good film. And I think you guys should definitely see it. Um, I gave it a 7.5 out of 10. 
And that's our show. And, you know, that right there concludes all the films I saw at this year's New York Asian Film Festival. But I did attend Japan Cuts and saw two films, and we will reveal those two next show. Uh, we will review those two next show, including the highly anticipated Bleach. So until then, as always, I want to thank you guys for listening, and bye-bye.